Arabic Virtual Academy dot com bringing the educational experience back into the comfort of your own homes bismillah ar-rahman ar-rahim alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala ashraf al-anbiya wa khatim al-nabiyyin nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alih wa ashabih wa man tabi'ahum bil ihsan ila yawm al-din assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Today's topic is one that I think that all of us as Muslims, we need to pay attention to. This is something that, you know, a lot of times once we've become Muslim, we begin to feel as though we're where we need to be. No longer do we feel like we have to try to search for the truth, many of us. No longer do we feel as though we have to try to put any effort forth. Because we feel as though we've already basically finished the game by becoming Muslim. And this is in khilaf or in opposition to that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us with. Whether it be in his book or on the tongue of his messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. Now today we want to look at the statements of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Baqarah. We're talking about ayah or verse number 208 as well as 209. And in this ayah, or in this particular section, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, udkhulu fissilmi kafatan, wa la ta'tabi'u khutawat al-shaytan, innahu lakum aduwu mubin. Fa'in zalaltum min ba'di ma jaatkum al-bayyinat, fa'alabu anna allaha azizun hakeem. Now, listen to this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's addressing the believers. He says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, udkhulu fi silmi kafatan. He says, O you who believe, enter into Islam completely or wholeheartedly. Wala ta'tabi'u khutawat al-shaytan. He says, and do not follow the footsteps of the shaytan. Innuhu lakum aduwu mubeen. He says that verily he is a open enemy to you or he is a clear enemy to you and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he continues he says فَإِن زَلَلْتُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَتْكُمُ الْبَيِّنَاتِ then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says but if you deviate after the clear proofs have come to you فَعَلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ then know that Allah is the mighty and the wise and again, this is Surah Al-Baqarah, verses number 208 and 209. And this is what we want to talk about today. So when we look back at the beginning of these particular verses, we see that first and foremost, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's addressing the believers. He says, Ya amanu. And this is something that we find that we have to get over. Many times when we hear this, when we hear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressing the believers. He says, Ya amru, O you who believe. We have to remember that Allah, He's talking to us as well. He's not just talking to the Prophet and his companions. He's not just talking to the Salaf of this Ummah. But He's talking to everyone that has believed. Everyone that believes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's addressing them specifically. And because of the fact that you all, also have believed. 
then this speech or this direction or this advice is going out to you as well. Or actually, it may even be more befitting that I say this command is going out to you as well. And what is it that Allah is commanding us with? He says, He says, Enter into Islam completely or wholeheartedly. This isn't what the majority of us have done once we've become Muslim. We've turned around and we decided, okay, now we're Muslim. Khalas, there's nothing else for me to do. I'll pray when I get ready to pray and I'll fast when it comes time for me to fast. And, you know, I'll still continue on my ways that I was upon before I became Muslim, before Allah guided me to Islam. Somehow or another, I'm going to fit Islam inside of my life. Inside of what I'm used to doing. And this is the exact opposite of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to do. He says, He says, enter into Islam. Your life is what goes into Islam, not Islam into your life. Where we have to make adjustments with our Islam to the way that we live. Because we're used to doing this. This is what we're about. This is what we've been about all, our, all of our lives. No. But rather, we're supposed to take our lives and everything about our lives and put it inside Islam. And adjust our lives around Islam and not Islam around our lives. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us with the salah, making prayer five times a day. But we turn around and we say, okay, we've entered into the fold of Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, alhamdulillah, has guided us to Islam. But those prayers that you want me to make, during this time of the day, I'm usually asleep. So I have to do it another time. Or I have something else that I need to take care of during that time. When I get a chance, I'll pray. Or, even better yet, when it comes time to fast, we say, okay, well, listen, no, the days are too long. I'll just make up these days later on. Or instead of fasting from those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to fast from, we decide that we want to fast from something else. We say we're going to leave off the t television. We say we're going to leave off music. We say we're going to leave off this and leave off that. Because when I fast, I get a headache. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Enter into Islam completely, wholeheartedly. The way it is, we should be trying to apply those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to. And we should be trying to stay away from those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to stay away from. It shouldn't be a situation where we say, okay, well listen, I'll do what I can, but you know, I got to take it step by step. Of course, we have to take things step by step, but we have to put an effort forth. We don't wait until we decide, okay, we, we want to stop committing zina or fornicating or committing adultery. And say, okay, I'm going to wait until I feel like stop doing that. No, you just stop doing it. Or we don't say, okay, I'm going to wait until I feel like fasting throughout the whole of the day. Or wait until I begin wearing my hijab. Or wait 
to begin applying those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to apply in our lives. Again, whether it be in his book or on the tongue of his messenger, alayhi salatu wasalam. And that's something I want you to get used to. Because I notice a lot when we have these get-togethers, when someone's speaking and they mention the Prophet ﷺ, we just sit there. You should get into the habit of when you hear about the Prophet ﷺ, when you hear him mentioned, you should say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or the likes of this, والسلام, however it is that you phrase it. You should get into the habit of it. Because one, this is something that you were told to do. Islamically, shara'an. As well, there's a lot of reward that comes behind it. But back to what we were talking about. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's commanded us to enter into Islam wholeheartedly. We have to stop doing that thing that, you know, we hear the brothers saying a lot of times about half-stepping. Or actually, I don't even know if anybody but us Say that because the younger generation probably has some other lingo that they use now. But we have to stop playing with this religion. We have to stop feeling as though, okay, I'll apply what I want to apply when I want to apply it. Because your Lord commanded you to do something else. He did you the greatest favor that anyone could ever do to you. Or that anyone, maybe I should say, can ever do for you. He guided you to Islam. And being as though this was done. He says enter into Islam wholeheartedly. Don't sidestep. Or say okay I'll apply this. But I won't apply this. I'm just not there right now. Entering into Islam wholeheartedly. Sometimes means that you have to make some sacrifices. And leave off those things that you like. And do those things that you may find difficult at first. And then after he commands us, again, he started talking to who? To the believers. He says, He says, enter into the fold of Islam wholeheartedly. And then what does he say? Right behind that. After the command to enter into Islam wholeheartedly, he says, He says, and do not follow the footsteps of the shaitan. Don't listen to the shaitan when he comes to you and tells you it's too hot outside, sister. Don't wear your hijab. Don't listen to the shaitan when he tells you, listen, you're in bed right now, you're warm, you're under your covers. Don't worry about fudger, just pray it when you get up. Don't listen to yourself when you want to practice something that you know is from the sunnah. But the shaitan comes and whispers to you and tells you, well, if you do this, it'll be strange that people will laugh at you. Do not follow the footsteps of the shaitan. Do not be disobedient to your Lord. He wants for you to be misguided. The shaitan wants you to feel strange about being upon the Quran and the Sunnah. The shaitan wants you to only practice what you want from the religion because the reality of the situation is, is this religion is something. Either you're practicing it or you're practicing something else. We can't take from this religion and say, okay, well, 
I've taken parts of this religion, so this is the religion. We can't do that with anything else. I can't take you downstairs and say, come on, Muhammad, let's go downstairs. I have a Porsche downstairs. And it has the Porsche frame to it. And you're going to have to excuse me because, as you all know, I'm cars really is not my thing. But if I take you downstairs and I say, Muhammad, come on, I have a Porsche downstairs and the frame is, or not the frame, uh, the body of the car is Porsche. It has a little emblem on it and all the rest of that stuff. But all of the makeup of the car, the engine and whatever else comes inside of the car is not a Porsche, but it looks like it. Can I honestly and in good faith tell you, okay, well, listen, I'm selling you this Porsche. No, I can't because it's not a Porsche. It looks like one. It has some of the parts to it, but it in itself is not a Porsche. And the same thing with our religion. We can't pick and choose what we like and we say, okay, well, this because I like it is from what I'm doing and that because I don't like it is not. Our religion is something. The shaitan does not want you upon that something, even if you're upon some of it. As long as you're rejecting some of it, it doesn't matter. He's telling you, don't worry about that. No, you should worry about that because this is the Islam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he sent down to his messenger to teach the people. We can't take and leave from it because if we do that, then again, we don't have that original Islam that we have been commanded to enter into wholeheartedly. And then after this, even to make it even more clear, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells you why you shouldn't follow the footsteps of the shaitan. He says, He said that verily he is an open enemy to you. He is a clear enemy to you. Yes, he's talking to all of the Muslims, but he's also talking to you, each and every one of you. This is something that you all need when you walk out of here today. When we get done doing this and we get done eating or whatever we're going to do after this. You all need to understand that the shaitan, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told you. As the messenger, alayhi salatu wasalam, he told you. He is an open enemy to you. He's a clear enemy. He is a sworn enemy to you. He hates you. So why in the world would we follow that which he whispers to us, that which he tells us, that which he explains that this is a better way? Someone that's trying to move us away from this ni'mah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, this Islam. Why would we listen to that which we are advised with from someone that is a clear open enemy that swore that they would do nothing but try to remove us from the path? So again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here, he explains why he says for us not to follow the footsteps of the shaitan. He says, because verily he is an open enemy to you. And then he continues in this next ayah, he says, فَإِن ذَلَلْتُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَتْكُمُ الْبَيِّنَاتِ He says, but if you deviate after the clear proofs have come to you, فَعَلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ then know that Allah is Azizun, that Allah is mighty, Hakimun, and wise. So, <clears throat> so here, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, but if you have deviated, once the clear proofs have come to you, you already understand what Islam is about. You understand what it is you're supposed to be upon. You understand that the shaitan is taking it as his job to mislead you, to misguide you, to move you away from accepting that wholeheartedly. The, accepting that thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent down as a mercy to all of mankind, the believers from amongst them and the disbelievers from amongst them. He says, so if you deviate once the clear proofs have been brought to you, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and think about this. Because many times we read over these ayat and we don't think about it. We just take it for whatever it may be. But Allah says, but if you deviate after the clear proofs have come to you, then know that Allah is almighty and wise. Now, that right there should make you feel nervous at the very least. Because there are none of us that don't deviate away from that which we know that we're supposed to be upon or that which we're supposed to be doing. And for many of us, it's after the proofs have already been made clear to us. We just decide that we're going to do what we want to do. Allah says that if you do this, then know that Allah is almighty. He can do whatever he wants. He can punish you now if he wants. He can punish you in the hereafter if he wants. He can give you a little now, a little later. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can even cause you, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbid this from happening, but cause you to leave off the guidance that he has blessed you with. Your Islam is not your right. It's Allah's favor upon you. And that's something that you have to remember. It's not that you just woke up and chose to be Muslim one day. It's... You woke up and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided you. This is a present from your Lord. And just like any other present, it can be given and it can be taken away. So this is why I said it, it, this particular part of this verse, it should make you nervous. Because he says, Fa'alamu, he says, so no, without any kind of doubt. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is azizun and Hakimun, he is all wise, he knows everything. You can make up all of the excuses on why you're not fasting, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he knows the reality, and don't forget he is Aziz. He is the mighty. You can make up all of the excuses on why you won't wear your hijab the way you're supposed to wear it, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what's really in your heart. You can make up all of the excuses on why you're leaving off your salawat or your prayers. Do you think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not know the reality? You can't lie to Allah. And this is the exact reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he started off in the beginning and he said, Ya yuhaladina amanu udkhulu fissilmi kafatan and this is why in the beginning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said O you who believe Enter into Islam wholeheartedly And do not follow the footsteps of the shaitan So that we don't fall into these calamities May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbid us From ever, ever Having doubt Let alone Leaving off our Islam
or being misguided, should I say. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us our tawbah. And even before that, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put it in our hearts that we be amongst the tawabin or those people who repent. And then may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from us. Ameen, ameen, Allahumma ameen. Subhanaka Allahumma wa bihamdik wa ashhadu an la ilaha illa ant wa astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.